Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. Today we're continuing in chapter 10 of Mishnah Yishviyas, Mishnah Hay, and Mishnah Vav. And as you can probably hear the birds chirping, I'm taking, I'm taking advantage of the beautiful weather. Marab Masach Hashem here in New Jersey, sitting outside, learning what can be better. Prusbol HaMokta, let's continue our discussion on Prusbol, on the idea that you can write a document which essentially saves your loan from being canceled during the year of Shemitah. If you write a Prusbol and you predate the Prusbol, it is valid. But if you post-date it, it is possible. What does this mean? Essentially, it's like this. If you predate your prisbal, let's say you write a prisbal in the month of December, but you write on the, it's December, but you write in, in the date that it was done prior to that year in September, so that the prisbal is counted. And the reason is because you're only hurting yourself, because the prisbal only covers loan taken prior to when the, the date of the prisbal being written. So if it's December, you write on it, uh, September, any loan that you took out between September and December is not going to be covered by that prisbal. Now, that's actually technically, technically it will be covered, but you have no way to prove that it will be covered. Meaning, if you come to the person and say, you owe me money, and I here's the prisbal, well, let me see the date, it says September on it, you're like, yeah, but I wrote it in, in, in December, well, tough luck, you can't prove you wrote it in December, and therefore you can claim it was canceled and go on his merry way. Therefore, if you want to hurt yourself, essentially, by writing a predated prisbal, it is valid. For the same reason, if you post it, it's possible. And for the very, very reason that if, let's say, you, um, you uh, in, the, um, in September, you write a principle, but you, write for the, you record the date as taking place in December. So now any loan that, that took place between September and, and December is not covered by the principle. To, to, to claim, your, to claim your, your debt, it looks like it was covered. So effectively, it's fraud. You're, you're post-dating the principle. You're, you're able to claim um, you're able to claim loans that really were canceled by Shemitah, and therefore you're defrauding someone else, and that's why it's possible. Once we're on our topic, let's discuss other uh, misdated documents. Sorry for the books on stolen. Predated loan documents are invalid. But if they're post-dated, then they are valid. And it's for the following reason. That if you predate a loan document, let's say you write, it's, it's again, used are the same months, it's the month of December, so you write the loan took place in prior in that year in September. What's going to happen is, is that if there was a man, let's say, who, who, uh, who borrowed money from you, if he had land in his property that he sold off before prior to December, let's say he had land, he had land in September in his property, so that land, anything to take a loan out, it's possible that you're going to put a lien on his property, and if in the event that in September he had, he had property in his, in his possession, which he may have subsequently sold in October, but since you predated the document, it looks like now he still had that land in his possession that will effectively put a lien on that property, which now allows you to go and claim it and collect it, which is a problem because really he didn't own the property when you took the, when you gave him the loan in December, but you since you predated it, the document will make it look like you own the land, and therefore you're going to collect some land which really did not have a lien on. And is not really your right. Then you don't have the right to take from it. So therefore, if you predate a loan, it's, it's kosher. But mufarim, it's good. It's sure it's possible. But mufarim to share. But if you postdate it, it's it's kosher because you don't have it yourself. But effectively, what you're going to be doing is you're creating a situation now where if you postdate the loan and you write that the loan took place in, in December, really took place in September. So any property that you own between September and December, you're not is not going to have a lien on it because uh, you postdate the document. So you're only hurting yourself. Now the missus is going to point out that it's on the lender to make a principal, not on the borrower. 
Echad lova mechamisha posted first will call echad echad. A person borrows money from five different people, so there has to be a five different first will written because it's on the person who's lending. But if one person lends to five different people, so then he only has to make one frisbol because he can make one frisbol that covers all of the debts. This Adkan Mishnah Hey. Mishnah Vav. Ain't Kosim Frisbol El Atarka. That when you write a frisbol, you have to have land. There has to be land involved, even if it's a tiny little land that can just sustain one cabin stalk, as the Ramban points out. You have to have a tiny little land which effectively the person makes it as if the court already holds the land mortgage for a loan before you can apply the frisbol, and therefore it can't subject to cancellation. So it's through the land which allows the um, which allows the frisbol to work. Around this interesting. Uh, with the fact that Rafa, he actually wrote a new principle which gets around this issue, but that's not for now. Now, what exactly does it mean to have land? How do, how do you own land in, for principles? In Eno Medaka, he was supposed to get a kosher. Even if the debtor has no land, so then the creditor can grant him a small amount of land and say, This is essentially yours. I'm giving it to you a tiny bit amount, or even renting it to you, I'm leasing it to you, and we'll write the principle on that. Even if the debtor owns a field in which is being held by someone else as a security, you can still write a principle on that, even though he has not rights to use it. A person can write a principle on land based on property owned by his wife, meaning there's something called a look, a woman comes into a marriage with property, so that land is owned by the woman, and if the marriage dissolves for whatever reason, she takes that land with her. But whilst they are married, the man has the right to cultivate and grow things and work that land. And that what he what he makes from it, the benefit of it goes to him. So that's enough to say that even though she owns the land, he can write a principle on that. But yes, someone on this thing up a purpose. And let's say someone takes on a loan on behalf of orphans, one can use the land that's owned by the guardians. The way it would work was if you had uh, orphans who were young, so the courts would appoint a guardian to essentially uh, watch over and be the directors of their estate, directors of, of their welfare. If the guardian takes out a loan on behalf of the orphan, so it's written in the orphan's name, but the guardian own, owns land, so then the principal can be written on the guardian's name as well. But all of it is enough, even though these aren't lands owned in the conventional sense, you don't necessarily have a title and deed to it, any usage of it in the same way, but it's enough to write a principal on it. I wish everyone a wonderful day.